Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. This kid is special. Um, I would just keep the record book open and just kind of glance at a couple of things. Will he be the next? There's only two or three thousand thousand yard guys in the history of the league. Um, there's also an NFL record. Um, most total yards, most all-purpose yards in a game. I'd watch out for that one also. This kid is on a mission. He is quick. He is explosive. He's worked his tail off this offseason. And North Turner knows how to use a guy like him. He's with LaDainian Tomlinson. If last year was a breakout year, this might be a record year. David Shaw says Christian McCaffrey is going to be smashing records this season. Fantasy football owners, you have been alerted. Well, go to draft.com where you can search draft in the app and you could play fantasy football for sure. Yeah, $3.5 million best ball championship draft. What kind of draft? $3.5 million. Championship? Yeah. Forget Christian McCaffrey. He's old news. Kyler this, Murray. This league is all about Daniel Jones. Oh, really? I thought you were going Kyler Murray. <laughs> Was it the debut of Jones and Haskins and Kyler Murray? Yes, it was. How's uh, Arizona Sports Radio handling the Diamondbacks on the fringe of the wild card race? The Sun Devils gearing up for year two of Herm and the arrival of... Kyler Murray, how are they balancing all those major stories? Yeah, I think it's about 90% Cardinals and probably about 8% NFL. And I... And then 1% yeah. uh, Diamondbacks and then 1% screwing around. After the uh, opening drive, you had told me that a couple days ago, and after the opening drive, I thought, well, this is just going to turn 90% into 99.9%. Kyler Murray, 6 for 7 for 44 yards. They drove from the shadow of their own goal line to, you know, about midfield. Yeah, I think every play was in the shotgun. Uh, he's an intriguing player, you know. He's very exciting. He was as dynamic as any college player I've ever seen, for sure. I mean, he was just sensational. And so what's he going to be able to do? That's what I've said about these leagues in our country. They just reinvent themselves constantly because new players come in with all sorts of intrigue. Now, he's going to be the opposite of Tom Brady, but obviously the Cardinals are hoping he's as effective. And uh, Reynolds, uh, Reynolds, well, he looks like Ryan Reynolds, but the uh, Kingsbury hire was somewhat controversial. So it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team by any stretch this year. Well, he played the opening drive, had 10 snaps, got sacked once without getting hit, avoided the guy, dove to the ground. They protected him pretty well. It was a sack, though. It was a sack. It was. He said without getting sacked. <clears throat> without getting hit. I said he got sacked. Anything behind the line is a sack. Yep. Lost five yards. Daniel Jones... 5 for 5 for 67 yards, 12-yard touchdown pass. Another first-round pick with a good debut. Giants beat the Jets 31-22. Bronson Kafusi for you Cougar fans. He had a tackle and hit the quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, that going for you. Haskins played six series for Washington. I I think these guys are uh, equipped to play earlier, but I still don't think you should be judging them that much that first season because most of the time if not all the time they're going to a crappy team Al Davis his son Mark Davis now runs the Raiders and he ripped the athletics in a piece for the athletic and now he's 
clarifying his comments. Why would you say Al Davis? Because uh, I was thinking about something else. He's long dead. He is long I know dead. he's your wheelhouse, but he's gone. It made me double check to make sure I wrote down <laughs> Mark <laughs> Davis. Nope. That was me trying to get a save, but getting called on everything. The uh, He said, uh, the Raiders love the A's as players and as a team, but, quote, the front office has been real bleeps. They've been bleeping around with us up there, taking advantage of the situation, which is their right to do, but it makes it hard. Again, though, we love the players. We love the A's. So that's his way to soften the blow for leaving town? Apparently. So it's their fault? Well, that fits into what we got going on in the world today, particularly in our country. It's not my fault. It's your fault. Couple more games tonight and Saturday, so preseason football out there. Settle in and watch the NFL Network if that'll help you. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We've been talking about Utah and BYU, but Yach is keeping an eye on game two, BYU and Tennessee. And Tennessee has a defensive lineman, Emmett Gooden. They were counting on him, but he tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the season. That sucks for him, man. 33 tackles and seven tackles for loss last year. Quite unfortunate for the young fellow. BYU lost a freshman tight end. Hank Tuipolotu to an ACL injury. Same knee he had ACL reconstructive surgery on last fall. Again, sucks for him. Also tight end, Moroni Lalu Pututau has yet to practice for the Cougars. He's trying to make up some credits to be eligible this fall. Hope he does. And for the Ute fans, a Juco All-American, offensive lineman, Bamadeli Olasini, joined the program Join the youths from Garden City Community College in Kansas. So he's got a lot of there in practice. You know, he'll have to go through the acclimation period, as everybody does. Uh, but he has a ton of hype. Can he be an answer? You know, remains to be seen. But, you know, they, ty- they hyped up Garrett Bowles, and he was an answer. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. My ball, right field, this one's fairly deep, starting going back, at the fence, looking up, it's gone, a home run! Jordy Mercer walks it off! Opposite field, two-run shot, around third and into the mob scene at home! Fourth home run of the night for the Tigers, and they walk it off with a 10-8 win. Tigers get a win right there. Bo Bichette gets a record I didn't know exist. You hate it when that happens, don't you? I hate it. Nine straight games with a double. I didn't know that was a record. All about hitting streaks. Didn't know about doubling streaks. But Bo Bichette. Yeah, he's like 20 years old, man. He's way smaller than his father, but that's what usually happens because the guys marry as little as things as possible. And so the kids come out smaller than the dad. Uh, so he's a middle infielder, but he's off to a phenomenal start. Yankees won the game 12-6, to so that is nine straight wins for the Yankees of keeping, keeping track of that. The Cubs beat the Reds 12-5. to A lot has been made of the Cubs being really good at home and really bad on the road, so we're starting another... Uh, Another road series here, but they take down the Reds 12-5. Nick Castellano was homer twice for the Cubbies. A new acquisition, as you know. I did not know. They picked him up at the trade deadline from Detroit. 
Chris Sale struck out 13 over eight shutout innings. Strong performance. The Red Sox beat the Angels 3 nothing, but they're going to need a series of those to get back in it. Yeah, he sucked, but he has rallied, or certainly rallied last night, struck out Mike Trout three times. Don't see that every day. Still a lot of work for them to do in the, uh, in the playoff race. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL hitting the road tomorrow to face Sporting Kansas City. The road has not been kind to RSL in the uh, bottom third of the league. Points earned on the road. They're going to need a couple road results here down the stretch if they're going to get in the playoffs. This could be an opportunity here. Sporting Kansas City has been up and down. Early season injuries got their season off on the wrong foot. They're struggling to put it together. Yet. Who's out? Who's out? Yeah, he said early uh, season Al- injuries. Albert Rusnak, uh, I don't know his status. Oh, he might be out for that. Oh, for Sporting Kansas City? He said they've had early season injuries. <clears throat> they, had a long, they had a long series of injuries. Basically, everybody was out. One day they they canceled uh, practice and didn't train because they only had six healthy guys. Oh. I know. So it's pretty much everybody at that point. It was uh, ridiculous. RSL, we'll see if Rusnak and Sam Johnson can go. Sam's getting healthy. Rusnak left the last game and was uh, clearly uh, had some major discomfort there. So those are two things to watch in the lineup for RSL. 6.30, Mountain Time, Sporting KC. Royals are on the road and play in Seattle on Sunday. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock. Yeah, man. I I am so fired up today. Because? Obviously, it's Friday. Yeah, summer Fridays are good. Rick Ross dropping his 10th album. Already got it. A lot of talk about this Vegas residency song, as you know. I like uh, Running With The Streets. Because it features Boogie With The Hoodie and Denzel and Curry. You know what I'm saying? Is that rhetorical, or do you really want a response? Well, when they say, you know what I'm saying, is that rhetorical, or do they really want a response? I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying. You told me you like Rick Ross. I did not tell you that. You're playing radio. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was Flo Rida. My bad. Exactly. I, I, I get those guys confused. See? I get them confused. Well, every day I'm hustling, you know. Oh, Rick, I bet President Obama had 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 Rick Ross at the White House, man. Should be up on this stuff. You know I'm not up on that stuff. Oh. The, uh, well, he has a track called Rich, the N-word with the A, Lifestyle. Okay. I thought you were leading up to something you were excited about. This drop of this album, oh. you doof. <laughs> I thought you were leading up. This is typically where we do a tease for the next segment. That is what it is. If that's not reason to be excited, I don't know what is. All these guest artists, Drake, Meek Mill, they're all helping out. It's it's a phenomenal piece of work. I advise you to check it out. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
NFL preseason begins in earnest. About two-thirds of the teams playing last night. The Arizona Cardinals with the number one pick. Kyler Murray got the win over the Chargers, 17-13. The Giants beat the Jets, 31-22. Two more games on the schedule tonight. Tampa Bay and Minnesota at 5.30. Minnesota and New Orleans at 6 p.m. NFL Network with preseason football tonight and tomorrow night. Major League Baseball, the Indians beat the Twins 7-5. Cleveland now just one game behind Minnesota in the American League Central Division. The Bees lost 8-6 to Omaha. They play again tonight, 6 o'clock. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Uh, Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider, and they've got a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. As Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury, coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's 100%. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah, uh, being a running back, um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. Got a question up on Facebook. Gail Mueller says she believes the Jazz at some point will win an NBA championship. What is your reaction to that? She's on the big show yesterday. The Jazz show? Sure. Listen to a little clip of what she had to say. With 30 teams in the NBA, there can only be one championship, but I think every 30 years you ought to have one. <laughs> so it's our turn, and I think we've built up to it. We've under, we understand what it takes. I think we've put everything in place for it. We've given them all the tools they need, brought in the players that I think can do it, and there's no reason why we can't um, have that expectation. Now, I don't know that it'll come this year, but I do believe we'll get there. Got to have hope, PK. There's always hope. I think it's more than hope. Hope, I'm not interested in hope. I'm interested in going to work and getting it done. Well, that's why she said. Gave them all the tools they need. Redid the arena. Redid the practice facility the way they wanted. It's about players. Gave them the money to spend on players. Okayed the trade for Conley. I think they've uh, signed off on going into the luxury tax territory. Uh, when they have to do that, and probably not by a little margin, maybe a little bigger margin. It's about the players. I mean, you can do all of that stuff, but it's about the players. And it's not about hope. It's about finding how to put together the best team that you possibly can put together. That's, that's what's going to get it done. All this other stuff I'm not really interested in, but I understand it's important, and you got to have it, and they've got it. Uh, you can build me all the shiny facilities in the world that you want. That's nice, but it's about the players. 
and you can have the fanciest uniforms ever, but it's about the players. Well, that is why I think she said at the end, uh, not planning on it this year. Because when you talk about having the players, usually you have to have one of the, you know, either the best player in the league, certainly one of the top five. It's pretty rare to win without one of the top five. And the Jazz don't have that right now. They got a collection of players, and that'll get you over 50 wins. It might get you to 55, but it doesn't usually get you a championship. It can win a playoff series or two, maybe three. But I think in the West, that's a reach because some of the top five players in the league, a lot of them are in the West. I mean, one of them just moved, obviously, in the offseason to the Clippers from the Raptors, where he won a championship. Usually, you need a player that's that dynamic. Okay, well, how do you know they don't have one? How many times has a player in his third year gone into that third year as the undeniably best player in the league? Very rarely. And we can name all those guys, and you know them by one word. Magic, Bird, Duncan. And yet all those dudes needed other players. Yep. And even guys who were undeniably the player didn't do it in their third year. I mean, Shaq, MJ, well, they didn't do it in the LeBron. They didn't do it in their third year. So that's why there's hope. And down the road, how good will Donovan Mitchell be? Because he's the guy we're all looking at. Yeah, I still don't. I'm not banking on hope. Hope doesn't do anything for me. Talent does stuff for me. You can hope that they can acquire talent, I guess. But I don't. I hope isn't going to get you anywhere. It's going to be work is what's going to get you there. Doing things the right way, having all your ducks in a row, having everything lined up to allow you to compete at that high level, continue to make sound business decisions, continue to make sound basketball decisions. That's what it's going to take because everybody has hope, but not everybody's in the mix. Well, not everybody has hope. The question's up on our Facebook page. Jason, I'm 37. Will I be alive for this? I don't know. I have no idea how, you, how long you're going to live, Jason. <laughs> how can I answer that? I play God on the radio, but I don't do it in real life. <laughs> that just ends about 9.58. Wrap it up. Yes. So, uh, the way I look at it is... When you have all the things that you are doing correctly, you should win a title. And to me, there's no reason why the Jazz should not win a title. I I can't come up with any reasons as to why they can't win a title. There's plenty of teams I can come up with 50 reasons. (laughs) But this team, the way it's run, when you listen to this woman speak, she might be one of the most, if not the most, respected owner in the league. I mean, she rarely has to say, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. In fact, I can't remember her ever saying anything along those lines where she blows up. And you have to allow people to blow up. Obviously, her husband did it a few times. He's a human being. We get that. People say and do things that aren't the best at all times. That's just the way it is. But when you look at her, when she speaks, because she doesn't speak publicly often, it's not her thing. But when she does it, are you coming away with, oh, that was a dumb thing to say. I mean, blah, 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 whatever it might be. No. So I can only imagine, especially when you're dealing with a, how, uh, a, a segment of society in which, and these don't blame me on this, but a lot of them are raised primarily by their mothers. And they have that deep, deep, deep respect 
for their mothers because we've seen Kevin Durant. You are the real MVP. Those things over and over and over again. So they see this woman who's the ultimate mother type and grandmother type and the, the dignified manner in which she handles herself. There is not a freaking player in the league who doesn't respect that to the utmost. So that should help them draw in. And I think it has. And, and retain talent. Who would want to disappoint this lady when she walks into your locker room? You wouldn't. Right. And she really does that. She doesn't. Right. Which makes it even more I know. powerful yeah. when she does do that. You know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, after the they, playoff they win against Oklahoma we City. We know that, we but I think they video. do that in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And so, and then, and there's obviously interaction when the person commits and, and comes here and has the press conference and all that stuff. So she's running the show. And I was at the uh, little informal press conference that they had announcing Steve Starks. And one of the questions was about ownership and women and, and authority. And she says, Well, I'm a woman. I'm paraphrasing. I'm a woman and I own this team. He's like, Yes, you do. <laughs> you you are calling the shots. I mean, we laugh. The watchdog does a thing on the most powerful uh, people, influential people in sports in Utah. Well, if you do 20 of them, then really worry about 2 through 19. <laughs> so many people have their hopes pinned on one team, and guess who owns that team? Because there's one person every year. Who is the most influential sports person? And that list is sort of political, so you got to put in some other people and the lesser things that we never even come close to talking about because people don't really care about uh, in terms of uh, sports radio interest, certainly. And so, yeah, you have to have some politics there. I mean, and they try to be, you know, they're the, if nothing else, the Tribune is woke. That's for sure. So. She's the most powerful person, and the message that she sends is one of stability that just is as stable as anybody. And we've been through this, and so you go through the organizational structure, and everything is in place with sound, solid people making the correct as much as possible decisions because nobody bats a 1,000 in this business. It just isn't going to happen. So to me, yes, they should win a title. They have everything that they need in place. Now you have to go get the talent is the issue. As it is almost all the time because the players are the ones who are going to win it or lose it for you. But everything else is in line. So, Jason, you're 37. I don't know how long you're going to live. But I think you can see a time when they win a title. What's interesting, you know, they they made that decision a few years back to rebuild, right? And Zanuck talked about this when he was on with uh, Gordon and, and Jake Scott, was it last week? And they made that decision, and there were some you know, losing years and so forth. Well, now they've come out of that, obviously. And they got better, then took a blow. But turns out it wasn't that big of a blow when uh, old G-Time left. And they recouped and rebounded pretty quick. And now they're building upon that. So their plan to rebuild took a massive hit. But then they came out of it pretty quick and got even what we would uh, agree now is better than the Clipper series win, right? 
They're better now than they were when they they've beat had, the Clippers. They've had three playoff teams, and this team this coming season should be better than any one of those three playoff right. teams. So my logic can be, as I carry it out, is they went through this. They did it the right way, not skipping steps. We heard Dennis say all that stuff. So now they should be contenders for the next five years. And I don't know that you can go beyond that in any team, in any program. We don't usually go beyond the next three years. Check the standings sometimes and see how fast things change. Precisely. Yes. And so he's got Mitchell's going to be 23 uh, next month, like 28 days. Right. So he's still a young pup. So it's easy to carry out into five years because that's what they have uh, control. And so for the next five, shouldn't they be a contender? Yes, but that's different than winning the title. I mean, I'm it certainly I'm, is. I'm on board with you with all of that. Got to be a contender first, and they are. They should be in the mix. Well, I think this summer that you know widely across the NBA, people who follow the NBA all over the country think they're in the mix. Think they're a contender. The people in Vegas set the, sets the odds on this. Think they're a contender. Think they're in the mix. And there's a couple ways to get a championship. One is to constantly keep yourself in the mix, and then does it finally break your way? The Detroit Pistons, they broke the rule I was just talking about. Usually, you know, you need to have the best player in the game. Certainly, you need to have one of the top three to five players in the game. Well, the Pistons, when they won their title in 04, didn't have that. They kept themselves in the mix for a long time. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals like seven or eight years in a row. They made a couple of NBA Finals, and one time it broke their way. The Lakers had dysfunction. The Lakers had injury. They got their title. Toronto, similar story. Kept themselves in the mix, rolled the dice on one of the top players in the game, only got him for a year, and hit in that year. Now, a lot of things lined up. The Warriors had two huge injuries. But whatever, they got it. They got the parade. They got the trophy. I look at the Jazz have had two legitimate opportunities time-wise to win the title. And that was obviously the two years they went to the finals. Right. And then those were sixty win teams. Yeah. The the late eighty series with the Lakers. That team was an elite level team. So you got beat by Magic, you got beat by Jordan. You got beat by Magic in seven and Jordan in six. I don't think right now, with LeBron declining in age, he's still very good right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that, but he's not going to be on top as Mitchell hits his prime. LeBron's not gonna be on top in five years. It's just not gonna happen. Right. But somebody else will be. Yeah, but that's but relative. Can it, can it be your they, guy? No, that's relative. They got beat because there's always the best player in the game, but the best player in the game doesn't mean he is an all-timer. So they got beat by Magic and Jordan. Well, hello. <laughs> Join the crowd. Right. So, oh, so that's what you're saying. They did not get beat by fill-in-the-blank champion that was lesser. I mean, the Celtics' big three, that was a nice team, but it wasn't Magic and MJ. Right. Doesn't matter. Right. They like, still got it. Got Good time. for them. Yeah. So my point is, as the Jazz continue to go and grow, and LeBron gets older, there's a bunch of great players out there. But is it there that true, undeniably defined superstar of the league? You're talking generational. And Kawhi Leonard's a great player, Hall of Famer. There'll be several guys that'll go to the Hall of Fame. And even Durant is a great player, Hall of Fame. But can this group, and they'll have other players, sure, obviously going forward over the next five, can they be in that hunt? And will they have to beat a generational, you point to him as 
the player of his time. Those guys don't come around. And there's not always that type of player who's and, out there. And they don't always have the team around them. Maybe I mean, LeBron, we know, has had some teams around him that weren't good enough to win the title. He's lost a bunch in the finals. Just his ability right. to get him to the finals is what was impressive. He just didn't have the right. talent around him to win it. Yeah. Last year, he didn't have the talent to win it. So, title. yeah, right. that's why I, I cut... I have all sorts of slack for LeBron because he's a phenomenal basketball player. There's no doubt about it. And I don't care what he does in other stuff and layup lines or what his political beliefs are. I'm, I, these guys are basketball entertainers to me, and that's all I care about. Uh, as long as they're not uh, breaking the law left and right, which he hasn't. And so going forward, Mitchell can be one of those guys combined with Gobert. And they've already made some shrewd moves. And... You need some guys, some veteran guys, to plug holes for you, no matter who you are. The Bulls had a slew of them during those six titles. That's basically all they had. They had the superstar, and then a really good player in Pippen, and then a bunch of fill-in-the-guys. I'm looking at you, Ron Harper. And I needed uh, those guys to do this, 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 and this, whatever their particular role was. See, I don't doubt the Jazz' ability to acquire those guys, but you have to have the guy. Now, Mitchell and Gobert, can they be those guys? Yeah, but the guy against whom? The guy against, that's what I'm saying. You, the guy against Magic, no. The guy against Jordan, no. But is there going to be a Magic and Jordan in the league in 2023? That's that's my whole point. I think, yes, that will be in the league. No, they but won't. But will that mean that he's at the top of the game with the right team around him? Hey, Jordan was in the league for a big chunk of the 80s, what, six years? He didn't. He wasn't ready. He didn't have the team around him. The guy can be in the league, but he's got to be at the peak of his powers. Is he going to be that type of player? Him. Because that's who beat them twice. They've had two. Well, they've been in here 40-some years. That's They've had two legitimate chances. Different eras, so to speak. Right. And Magic was in the way, and Jordan was in the way. And they didn't get it done either time. Uh, if that's your definition of failure, then they failed. Christopher, 2020 NBA champions, all caps, four exclamation points. I should really be yelling now and hurting my throat. Love, 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 you haters. Jazz Nation for real. <laughs> Man, 2020. That'd be a heck of a story. That'd be two years in a row with a spectacular story. Because last year with the Raptors pulling it off, that was a spectacular story. Yeah, I mean, but I, that's I, your one. If it works, if it breaks your way, I think they're all stories every year. Kent says, "I sure hope she's right. She deserves it, and so do we." Yeah, I can buy that. I, I remember talking to Jerry Sloan once, one time, and I was asking him about winning the title. He said, I wouldn't know. I've never won one. I'm thinking, yes, you do. I mean, I got it. You, you didn't. You weren't holding up the trophy on the last day of the season. But you know what it's about. And you know what needs to be done to do it. So even though you didn't technically get it, you still were a big-time winner. And you don't have all that success without knowing how to win. And as this group is now together... And Coach Schneider is basically this year he could be unleashed because now he's got he's got the talent at his disposal in the modern NBA. He hasn't had that. I was talking to Steve Starks with this two days ago about how he they won fifty games with three guys in the starting lineup who couldn't shoot. <laughs> 
It becomes more about hiding those guys' shortcomings as opposed yeah. to showing off another guy's skills. Yeah. Now, there, there might be other guys who could have done that as a coach. I don't know. Probably. Because I don't think he has a, 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 a unique hold on being a great coach. I think there's plenty of them. But he's, his system still coaxed out 50 wins in a shooting league without three shooters. And really, I could go without four. Because it's not like, well, Crowder was a shooter, but that old Jay Slow line, he wasn't necessarily a maker. I mean, he's a shooter. But now they have significant upgrades specifically in the areas that you needed specific upgrades. Joseph is barely on board with this. At some point, can never be disproven. <laughs> Joseph, you got me yeah, there, Joseph. See, it can't I, be disproven. I think within reason, though, because you have to look at what Donovan Mitchell is about. So how great can he be? Because you can argue that the opportunity to win that title is going to rise or fall on how great can he be. Can he be a top five player in the league? There has been comparisons early on to Dwayne Wade. Right? Not an overly tall man, tall and lanky like Jordan, like Kobe, Pippen, and these guys. So there's been that comparison. And Dwayne Wade got some help. And then won titles. You can argue that you know the the, the Miami ones. LeBron. He wasn't really the guy. No, but you, earlier, I, I can argue he was the guy. Even though you had Shaq, Shaq was not, and he was not in his prime anymore. Yeah, and they got it done then. So can he equate that player? Dwayne Wade for a time was a top five player in the league because you only really have to be a top five player, you know, two, right. three, four years, and then it can go away. But if you get a title in that time. We're all running around like uh, chickens without our uh, heads cut off and all that stuff, with our heads cut off, and it'll be great. So can that happen? I'm looking I, at you, Dirk Nowitzki. So I'm looking in the next five years. Can they win a title in the next five years? I think she didn't put a time frame on it, but I think that you can go. And if and if Mitchell resigns here, it would actually extend beyond that because at 28, that's when Jordan, I think, won his first title. So, certainly at 28, I don't expect Donovan Mitchell to be out of his Okay, prime. so a couple, I think you brought up a couple things here. One, uh, just to stay with the age thing, at 28, I think a lot of people around the NBA, probably two-thirds of the markets, and certainly in this one, wonder, okay, our guys in our late 20s and early 30s, who are the guys who power most of the championship teams? There are exceptions, but that's the sweet spot. Are they going to stay in... The smaller, colder, non-glamour markets. I'm so done with that. I know, but Are they going to stay in the market that wins? Are they going to stay in the market that has stability? Are they going to stay in the market the that answer, is the biggest show in town? And the answer to that, if the answer to that is yes. Why then, can't I ask that question? The, or those questions? Well, you can ask Kawhi if you can find him, but I think he's in L.A. right now. He didn't stay in San Antonio. He didn't stay in Toronto. And so I think people in Denver and in Salt Lake and in Milwaukee are yeah, wondering And then that. when Golden State was sucking and all this, well, you know, they want to go where the state income tax isn't any. And so I heard that excuse. Turns out that was a bunch of nonsense. And they're more than willing to pay these outrageous taxes in California because they all flock there to so begin with. that brings up the second point. Stuff changes over time. What's true in one era, because for a long time, I would tell you Donovan Mitchell at 6'3", probably not. 
because that's not the history of the NBA. And the history of the NBA is you're six six or bigger, but we're going into a new era. Shooting matters way more. The three-point shot, coaches are open to all kinds of stuff that they were not open to in the 80s and 90s. So you, maybe you just can't compare the guys of this era to the guys of that era because the game's just different. Steph Curry does not fit the mold of the history of the NBA, and yet he delivers. That guy delivers big what? time in yeah. the postseason. I'm going ahead. I'm not looking behind. Right. And so, but I think a lot of people do look behind, and I'm with you. Look ahead. The game is changing. The height thing with Mitchell would have been a factor decades ago, but shooting's more important. He improved as a shooter from year one to year two. What's he going to do to year three, four, five, and six? How much better can he get? They, they actually have a, a very tall team. So, what do I, I don't need everybody to be 6'8. They got plenty of guys who are tall. So I got that covered. I want talent. Is there talent there? Can they do it going forward? I don't care what happened in 1972. Can they go forward the next five years? Can Con- How long can Conley play at a level that is highly impressive? What is, is he going to be 32 this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm counting the two years. The, the two years left. Certainly I'm counting that as minimum, though. After that, guards usually tail off. So, and maybe he can beat the odds. Obviously, Stockton beat the odds. Yeah, I can tell you he's working on it. I can tell you he's working on it today. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. The Utes and the Cougars, less than three weeks to go. The countdown continues. And then Brett Ciancia from Pick 6 Previews talking football with us at 8 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I'll see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We've been counted down, and we are 80% of the way there. 100 days to the 100th BYU-Utah game. We're 20 days out. Well, the good thing is, as we finish this, then we'll do 100 days the Jazz season opener. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> it won't be 100 days away. Well, however many it'll be. Okay. Yak, work on the math on that. I'll try. Should we go with the factoid? What do you got? Do you guys know the first time? Well, I guess I should start off with this. Usually a top 20 ranking means you're one of the elite teams in the country. Do you know the first time BYU and, U and Utah squared off as top 20 programs? Both of them ranked inside the top 20. I like it. Nice. Uh, I would say, um, let's see, let's go forward to. Both of you are here for this game, I believe. 
So that makes 19, it uh, 19... I'm going to say 1994. 94. 94. The Freedom Bowl team for Utah, of course, uh, had incredible year for the University of Utah. It was the first time both of these teams squared off, ranked in the top 20. It also became one of the famed 34-31 games. As Utah won the game, most notably on a 20-yard pass to finish out this game. So won 34-31 and eventually went on to the Freedom Bowl, one of the better teams in Utah football history that I don't think people give a ton of credit for in my mind. I do. <laughs> in my mind, I rank them as awesome. Well, that's good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think that night they were playing Fullerton in basketball. <laughs> the details we remember. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm up there in the sports information area writing the game story as they waxed Fullerton. And the game was on. The Freedom Bowl was on. And so there was a bunch of minions who were left over because most of the folks were down in Anaheim, right? May she rest in peace to Freedom Bowl. And they score. Utah wins the game. Who did they beat Arizona? Yeah. I believe you are yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm happy. You know, Arizona's losing. But I just remember the minions who were there just going nuts. Biggest it, thing it, that it, happened to Utah football in their lifetimes. And mm-hmm. it was so awesome to see. You know, and I was that was a Rose Bowl snob, so. <laughs> so you were like, so what? <laughs> Good for these little people, you know, and they finally got their little day in the sun. I'm happy for them. You know, pat them on the head condescendingly and move along. <laughs> you did that? It's hard to believe. <laughs> but I just remember how excited they were for that moment. Then, fast forward uh, a few years later, and it's before the game in uh, late November, early December. And they're trying to find a way to get into a bowl. And I don't remember who they're playing, but it's a weeknight up there. So I'm in the same situation. But now all the big dogs are there. Chris Hill is there. And I'm right around the corner from his office. And he comes charging out. And he has got a pep in his step that is undeniable. They're going bowling. Yes. And it was such a big deal. And he was so pumped up. You could see it in all of his body language. I'm pretty sure, I don't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure it was the Vegas Bowl. To play Fresno. One of those uh, early Vegas Bowls mm-hmm. they got invited to. Yeah, and they, they played Fresno like 99. And they weren't sure if they were going to go or not, something mm-hmm. like that. And he was so excited. And you could just see it in his countenance that they were going. And so it's funny to look back in my early days. I mean, there's people who have been with the Utah program for years and years and followed. They wouldn't consider it their early days, but they were my early days as opposed to where they are now. When they become bowl eligible now, it's going to be like, eh, yeah, well, whoop-de-doo. You know, it's probably going to be in October, I would think. You know, No later than uh, the second week in November for sure. I, would, I, I, I just yeah. don't see it going that much longer. But to where they are now. Where, and, and, and it happened, too. And so BYU, after three seasons of non-bowling, because they sucked suckier and suckiest, right, from 2002 to 04, we're in Laramie in uh, 05. And they win that game. And that was their sixth win. 
and they came. So you're underneath the the uh, the locker room is directly underneath the stands, and and there's like catwalks that you can see people walking out of, leaving the stadium. So it's it's a lot of noise. It's a noisy area, and so I'm standing right outside the locker room, and the players are coming in, and Broncos there, and he's hugging them just you know strong hugs because they got the six wins and they were going to have an opportunity to have postseason and they hadn't had it and Bronco got it in his first year right and they played Cal that year Mm -hmm. with uh, Marshawn Lynch and that was the year that uh Two great musicians rode the elevator together. Along. Oh, that was the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. oh that was the one. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, the, the Vegas Bowl, not the Wyoming game, but the yeah, Vegas but that, Bowl. That Vegas Bowl. The Vegas the, Bowl. Okay. Myself and the front man Adam Duritz from uh, County Crows rode the elevator together, and we just looked at each other, and we were just bobbing our head, and we were just jamming a little bit, oh, you know, boy. acoustically. Just the two of us were on that elevator together because he's a big Cal fan, and. So to see the Cougars then were just so excited to be able to go bowling. And it, it's fun to see, you know, where the program is and where it was and where it's, uh, how it grows. And I would think Utah this year wouldn't have much emotion if they get bowl when well, not if, but when they get bowl eligible. And the Cougars might have a little bit more, particularly when they win one of those big games. Those P5 games. You can see it. So there'll be a lot of emotion in those first four games with any win. Yes, yes, yes. And the Boise State game comes relatively early, too. And there'd be a lot of emotion if they win that game. Yes. Utah State But they won't be the one that gets them to six. Now, you'll be doing the math in the back half thinking, well, now we'll get to six. But it won't actually be the one. Because Kyle, of course, let her rip. What is game seven of a season? It would have been uh, 2014, I think. Two words, two words. Ball eligible. Yeah! I really wish he would have said like jock itch to see if there would have been that same response because I think he could have said anything. But they'd missed two years in a row. They beat SC so and they deal. got to six and one. It was a big deal. So they went, they went berserk. I mean, he's not going to say two words, two words, bowl eligible when they get to the sixth win yep. this year. Should do it just to have fun. Two words, <laughs> it two would never words. get that kind of reaction because the players' goals are in a different place. Two there. words, two words. All right. Coming up, well, we got this. Well, we got somebody who's got extremely, outrageously high expectations for Utah. Very, very, very high hopes. But maybe at eight thirty, since it's Friday, and we like to screw around. Yeah. Two words, two words that describe BYU, Utah, Utah State this season. You got two words, two words. All right, we'll put it out there on Twitter. Grab your phone. Use the open mic. Use the get the app. Use the open mic feature. Send us two words, two words. You're screaming two words. All you got to say is, the team, Aggies use Cougars, two words, two words, and then blurt them out. Dos palabras. Two words, two words. And, Yach, there's a few you'll have to be on, on the lookout for. They're unacceptable. Oh, nothing dirty. Oh, no. oh no. keep it on. Oh, not, somebody Not will. in our community. Yach. Oh, Yach. Oh, okay. I know Yach has to go community. through these with no. a keen ear. I have what to go What did through. they say? There's one this morning that was already profane enough we can't Why would play. he have a key in his ear? A keen ear, not a key in his ear. Oh. A keen ear. <laughs> I said a listen keen closely. <laughs> a key in his ear. What? A keen ear. <laughs> Misheard lyrics right there. Yeah, really. All right, DJ and PK, Brett Ciancia for Pick 6 Previews. Wait till you hear what he thinks of the Utes. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.